It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We're back. We're better than ever. Well, you just went for it. You I, just, I know. I don't, you know what I'm tired of? I wasn't even ready. See, you that's the problem with me. you. That's the problem with you. I didn't want to. I don't want to do this whole. You ready to go? You ready? To go? I'm just hitting record. And we're going. Okay. You're like an Illinois defensive coordinator. <laughs> I'm not ready, Nick. I'm not ready for. <laughs> well, Illinois wins twenty six to nine. Game recap. You were at the game. Yes. There are parts of your experience at the game that I cannot wait to kind of get a feel for. First of all, I mean, could it? It was just a. I mean, could it yesterday have been more of a beautiful day? It was a perfect, it was a perfect day. It was a perfect fall football day. Oh, just an amazing day. That unfortunately, things looked like they were maybe going okay, and then everything kind of like turned on its head. Do we? We got a lot to unpack with this one. You just bring it my way. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna bring be... it your way. Okay. Yeah. Do you want the? I say we go right. Let's just go. Let's let's take the car and let's go straight to the eleven play sequence. Yeah. Eleven plays. That shaped this game. It's just it's in it's pretty much in sequential order. So here we go. Let's go straight to the second quarter. Our guy, you want I know you. you, you oh, you want a hey, coach Whipple. You want me to run pattern. The legend. I've heard of this man. <laughs> I've heard of of running and catching and scoring. I love to do that one time in my life for a great it? length. Who was it? It was me, Volkalek. Oh gosh! It was Volkalek. <laughs> uh, great play. I will say, Volkalek. Volkalek. So we're starting there. So I'm in the stands. I'm- <laughs> I have had, two, we'll talk at the other moment, but I've had two moments where I'm laughing hysterically yes. because there are guys. Yes. Well, the other one was obviously the other big play from the other tight end that we'll get into. Yeah. Uh, but Vokalek, great call from Whipple, little play action. He gets down the, the, the Nebraska sideline. I will say like, as he was running it, it looked like all of a sudden, like a brisk 50 mile an hour yeah. gust hit him. Like he got his like, you know, you're, you're supposed to be kind of upright, but Vol- Volkolek leaned back. It looked like Volkolek had eaten one too many, like, uh, <laughs> Russian knishes or something, like, where he was just like, he was like, oh, gosh, get oh, me to sideline. I've I'm never so run 56 full. yards in consecutive steps. Volkolek tired after 20. Volkolek was very tired. What happened to him? Uh, I don't know. He just, he looked, he looked, something looked off with how he was running. He was so gone. And then I was like, oh my God, is he going to get run down? But he was leaning back. You know what I'll say though? Casey Thompson made a unbelievable throw because he was scrambling to his left. He got hit hard. He sort of, and he's a shorter guy. So he kind of had to like do this quick jump throw. Right. It goes just over the outstretched arms, the defense, and then Vokalek obviously just like shakes the guy off just by being huge. Yes, it was a, it was a great, because really up until that point, Casey hadn't played great. Casey had kind of seemed skittish. He had missed a few guys. Yeah. He had the one pick to Palmer at the start of the game. He did seem like he was, there was an element of he was just going to force it to Palmer, which I mean, I can understand to a certain extent, but you're right. He, he does a great ball from Casey Thompson. And he took a shot, and 
at the 938 mark, he hits Volkolek 56-yard touchdown for Nebraska to take the lead 9-6. to six. Unfortunately, I, I got to bring up the missed point after. It gets blocked. Have you seen the replay of that? No, I didn't get to see it. Okay, this is where I almost have to show. This, this is such... This is so... I, I wish I knew... You know, you don't pay attention to these things, but hopefully... Okay, here it is. I'm showing both this. Watch, watch Ben Hart. Watch Ben Hart's okay. effort here. Like, explain this to me. Bo's watching it. This makes for, for great podcasting here. I wish we could bring it up and show everybody this thing, but uh, mm. what, what is that? He, it, he, he effectively did nothing. It was almost like, uh, okay, do your move and close your eyes. <laughs> like, what happened? I, I, I'm... It was almost as if he didn't know, like he fell asleep for a second. He's like, oh. I mean, the guy did sort of jump the crack, but uh, it, it was like he didn't even think to look up after that or even to like, yeah, he, he didn't notice. He didn't he, notice the guy jumped over him. It's crazy, like though. I mean, so the point after gets blocked. It's like oh, Brent Benhart to celebrate Vokalek's 56 yard touchdown took 10 shots of Russian vodka. Here you go, Ben Hart to celebrate the entire bottle of vodka. Then you go fall asleep. Okay, during point I guess, after. Uh, I'll try that. But, uh... <laughs> but so Ben Hart, terrible play. The field goal gets blocked. So it's nine to six. Okay. Yeah. Here comes Nebraska's defense. They force a three and out and Gifford gets a sack on the third down. Yeah. Great play, and the crowd. I'd have to imagine the crowd is feeling it at this point. Gifford throws the black shirts, even though the black yeah. shirts are on the shelf. Always great, but they punt it to Nebraska. Here comes the play that somehow just shifted the game. Yeah, first down, great play call. Ramir Johnson on a wheel route. Yeah, he's wide open. Ramir Johnson drops the pass, and now they had a safety that was like twenty five yards deep. And he might have made the tackle, but it, it was a catch it, and it's either he, like a with bang, no bang. help, with yeah. no help, has to get Ramir down, or Ramir catches it, gets hit, and, and falls down, or he catches it and has a good chance to score because yes. it's a it's a one on one with a hard angle, which means that like something's going to happen. Either it's a big hit or he misses because it's coming at such an angle. This something's going to happen. Totally agree. I felt like he was going to score. I think if you could have slipped him, but whatever. For the sake of of misery, it's a first down. It's at very least a first down into deep into Illinois territory. But Ramir Johnson drops the pass. Yeah, and we've seen this for over ten years. For some reason, there are these plays that just bring everything to a screeching halt. And it felt like that play just let the air out of the out of the building. Because then two plays later, Casey Thompson sacked. Did you feel, but did you yes. feel in the uh, stadium when you know what? You know what? The, the word that came into my head was, uh, and I don't know where I, it's like, I called the, the inflection point. Yeah. The inflection point of, of, of the game. Usually a game has just one of those where something can truthfully turn on a dime, and that's the inflection point. And to me, it was that play. Um, we run at the next play. I think the, the play after that, it's third down. Yep. And we did the right thing. We didn't like what we were seeing. We call a timeout, which yep. I, I telling the person next to me, I go, good decision. Like we had a, I, I felt the inflection point. I'm like, we need to regroup right. and make a smart play. So my issue though, is we take the timeout. 
to call the smart play and they just do a better job of heating us up, causing a turnover, obviously, on, yep. on that play. So we throw a pick. We allow the the pressure to, the, to, get, to get to Casey, to Casey, hit Casey, hurt Casey. So, I mean, that's a play that, oh, man, it's like, who knows what happens the rest of that game. But, like, the drop forced us into that, and it was, oh, dude. Yeah, the, the like, butterfly effect of the drop yeah. all of a sudden takes the wind out of the sails. Next thing you know, it's third and long. And like you said, Casey gets hit. The ball goes flying up in the air. It's intercepted by Illinois and returned all the way down to the 11 yard line. Yep. So, I mean, it's literally like a triple whammy here. It is interception, return to the doorstep. Casey Thompson then knocked out of the game. Yeah. And then Chase Brown scores. Two plays later, it is weird how seemingly after the that sequence, the defense collapsed, too. It was like all of a sudden the defense, I shouldn't say collapsed, the defense didn't, they were doing a pretty good job on yeah. Chase Brown. And really, for the most part, I think they held him to 149 yards. Like, but no they, big plays. No big plays, except it just seemed like after that, and maybe, maybe that it was always going to be that way, but it did seem like all of a sudden the push got better for Illinois sure. at that point as well. So it's just amazing to think. So then Illinois scores. So what's what's remarkable to think about that sequence to me is, you know, on one hand, if Ramirez scores a touchdown, they potentially go up, oh, that'd be 16 to six. Yeah. And instead, all of a sudden, it's flipped. You're down 13 to nine and your quarterback is out of the game. So this is where I'm. I, I always it's always good to sleep on it today. And oh, you're coming real reasonable today. I'm. I, I tried reasonable boat today. I'm trying to be reasonable at all times. <laughs> Doesn't happen most of the time. But I'm trying to not put too much blame on play calling. I'm trying not to do that. Um, because like the the call to Ramirez was a good call. Didn't catch it right. right. Um, but I I do seem to. I'm watching these Nebraska teams the last handful of years and I watch a team like Illinois and I'm like, does Illinois ever put themselves in positions to really spiral, you know, where there's something about us that we don't get. You have a nine, six lead, right? It's like, you don't have to score always and you don't have to get the first down always. You just can't do this there's something about us that doesn't really get that. We still have it. Our team, our players don't get it. Um, I don't want to blame our coaches that they don't get it, but we seemingly find ways to, to make the big mistake when playing a little bit more boring football, you know, yeah. instead of just drop back or, you know, a max protect or a, you know, a boot series where there's easy decisions we we make mistakes with our drop back passing game that like we we just don't protect well enough and we just don't for whatever reason we don't do that well enough that all i wanted us to have was a lead for most of that game and not play their game play our game instead we when we finally have an opportunity we get too aggressive or something and yeah. give it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I totally know what you're saying. There's something to this, like we play a style that is, it's like 
it's chunky. We right. make we're making plays, but we don't ever control the ball, control the ball, and control the ball game. Right. That's what I want, and we don't know how to do that. Totally agree, and that's what I, I wanted to get into. That I'll get into a few things in the second half in a second, and then we got to get into the quarterback situation. But like, you're, you're right. In I want to focus just on Whipple because here's the thing: I don't know what I don't know is Whipple is is Whipple calling plays and devising a game plan based on the hand that he has dealt, a.k.a. an offensive line that just is going to have a hard time establishing anything? Yeah. Or is this kind of how Whipple likes to do things? Because if I, when I watch Whipple call the game, Whipple seems like he isn't interesting in running the ball. He isn't interesting in establishing anything. Mark Whipple seems like he's interested in scheming 50-yard chunk plays. He's definitely got more of a chunk mentality. Uh, he's kind of got an NFL mentality, but I see him when when I look at his. I, I would love to see the season stats because, like, I bet you if you always look at Mark Whipple's, like, the way he calls a season, right? It's going to be fifty fifty run pass, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think he really emphasizes the run. He, he emphasizes the pass, and his runs are to keep it balanced. But it's right. not like I want to run the ball. Right. He wants to pass the ball. And I think that is the issue that uh, that I'm seeing. And I don't like I, said, I don't want to be too critical because I, I like the way he calls a lot of plays and he gets the guy right. certain guys the balls. He does I think he does a good job in a lot of senses, but I think it's still like a mentality thing where are we gonna control this game? Which it means it might be less chunky. It might be you know, like Illinois, well, Illinois, you know, we, we said make them beat us with the pass. They kind of did. And they ran the ball decently. But, I mean, I think we we averaged like the same amount of like yards per play uh, on the run game. It's just they were going to run it more. Right. They and, ran it 40. They had 48 rushing attempts and they only threw the ball 22 times. Yeah. And they're 20 and, for 22. So they're very efficient in their pass game. Uh but their passes are like safe and easy. They were and, crossing and, and again, it could be a product of your team. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, yeah. is, is Whipple just feel like he doesn't have Chase Brown. He doesn't have an offensive line that's going to be able to establish anything. Because even on this would have been, I think, the first drive of the game for Nebraska. Yeah, the first drive of the game for Nebraska. They have a couple of good runs with Anthony Grant to get the ball all the way down to the 31 yard line. Yeah. And then they followed up with three straight passes and the third and 10 one gets intercepted at the third. I mean, you're, so you're, you're maybe in a field goal range. Yeah. You would just run the ball well, and then you throw it three times and one of them's intercepted. I think he just is like, he's a nat like, his natural tendency is to throw the yes. rock around, and he's good at it. He, he is. He yes, has quarterbacks and receivers like he produces there. So I think that's like we don't want to discount that. That's a real strength and skill of his. But um, I think that's just where like we're, we're trying to find ways to win. And right now, if Trey Palmer and Casey aren't going off, they put us in such a worse position to win games. Right. And that this is a game that I just, you know, going in, my thing was we need to control the ball. We need to run it. Right. We need to keep them from having the ball so they can just run it and pick us apart. And, you know, 
like I said, we did a decent job defensively up limiting their ability to run, but they were still like they just I mean, I want to see what kind of what was the time the of clock? possession? Yeah, time of possession was thirty. So Illinois had the ball for thirty-eight minutes. Nebraska had it for twenty-one minutes. That's the game to me. That, I mean, it's just it and, and that's how it's been every yeah. game, you know. And it, again, that's where I don't. At the end of the day, you're sometimes as an offensive coordinator, you are at the mercy of who your eleven guys are on the field. Like I, I understand that. Now I will say there has been times where they, they've. They haven't gone as fast. They're trying to slow it down I a see little that. bit. And I'll give them credit. I see him doing yes. that. But, but nevertheless, like, man, there are times this offense, like you said, it gets real risky at times. And it just seems like when you watch, the only thing it's trying to do is scheme a bomb. It's like instead of being like our goal is to get four, four, and four on these three plays, it's we're looking for 10, looking for 10, looking for 10. Yes. And you get one of the 10, maybe one of the three, you get your first down, but you're also in third and long or something, you know, like where I want four, four and four. So it keeps you on schedule. It grinds the clock. Right. Um, like I, it doesn't mean that it's the only way you can play, yeah. but looking at the big picture, if you're doing that more of the time with the situation we're in right now, you give us a better chance to win. I, I think if you're, if you've got a, uh, all American defense and a bunch of skill, like go buck wild on offense. I don't care what you do with where we are right now. The only way to win games is we got to like, we got to change the way we think about it. But what's weird is though, at the same time to play devil's advocate, the only, it seems like the only way this team can score is from bombs. That's so fine. I think Whipple would go, if Whipple is sitting here, you go guys, this is all well and good. And I understand what you're saying, but explain to me how, how I'm going to put together a 12 play drive. And we'd kind of go decent point, but that, but that's okay. So that that's probably true. Um, but then we are playing the coin flip game of they've taken away our bombs. Well, what do we do now? And we have no chance. To, there's you see no what happens. Chance. You got you got yeah. a peek behind the curtain of okay. This is what happens when Trey Palmer has one catch for one yard and Casey Thompson's out of the game. Yeah. All of a sudden, in the second half of all the horrific offensive halves Nebraska has played, that second half was as bad as you'll ever see Nebraska play offensive. That was 29 total yards uh, on 20 plays. Yeah. And you could tell even Illinois, they weren't even they – could, they could tell they were like, we are just going to settle for field goals and that, that this team can't dream of scoring right now. They did – yeah. And, it just, and then they, they were going to – they are going to light up our, our – you know, yes. we're going to try to drop back with – Backup quarterbacks. I mean, like well, we had no, we had no prayer. Real quick on in the second half. What's amazing though is so it's you know we brought up that big eleven play sequence. So that that was pretty much the game. You talk to anybody the, that that the That's sequence it. of Ramirez dropped and then Casey subsequently getting knocked out of the game. Like everything changed after that, and it was just a downhill snowball effect to to the bad. But what's amazing is okay, it's twenty nine, and Illinois kind of cracked the door back open where Illinois' wide receiver just. Catches catches the ball and just like Kevin with his chili in the office, he's like, <laughs> oh, oh! just dropped the chili like that's he just coughed it up and Newsom, I think whoever it was, just recovers it at the Illinois twenty four. Yeah, so you're like, fuck, okay, he, he, here we go, and Nebraska comes out, goes three and out, and on that third on third and long, Chuba Purdy throws just a horrifically bad interception. Just- it's on. It's on. Those are the plays that you you just. But th- those are the kind of plays say. you were talking about. Yeah. How like you 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 put it well of like this offense doesn't know how to not 
there are times where it's like they had points. Yeah. At the very least, they were, were, were going to be able to probably kick a field goal and it was going to be 20 to 12. And at least now you're within one score or whatever, you know, like you can kind of you, you exhale all those things. And it was like they still go for it and Purdy gets flushed. And I mean, football freaking 101 is, you know, don't throw it across your body over the middle. And if you watch the replay of it, it's like I'm not even sure who he was trying to throw the ball to. It's, I mean, it's just it's a like, terrible decision. It, it was really disheartening to see Purdy come in, man, and just like I, I always seriously, it's like I, this might be sound bad, but like as a backup quarterback, to come in and be a little bit reckless is the one thing you can't do. Right, you can come in and like, man, he didn't even, he just didn't let Johnny it rip. play it safe. He didn't let it rip. Right, and and you fans, can understand that. Well, the, and here's what happened: the fans and the team, your teammates, would go. I don't, I don't know what to think of him yet. You come in and you're reckless and you throw some bad interceptions. I don't know that you recover from that. Ever. Yeah, you I know. Kind of lose people lose confidence in you that you make good decisions. Yes. So I mean, that's a, a lot to put on Purdy just because he, you know, this is, he got thrown in there. He probably wasn't ready to play. But you're right, though. But you know what I mean? Like, but at the same your time, your job when you come in is don't lose the game for us. Right. At the same time, they're I not mean, asking you to be Casey Thompson. They're asking you to like don't lose it. And but again, you you can't you compare. Get. You can't necessarily compare this. But at the same time, Kansas State's backup quarterback with Martinez out came in and threw for 296 yards and four touchdowns. And they beat Okie State 48 nothing. Oh, that was with the backup. That was with the backup. So, like, it's not impossible to have your backup come out there and be, like, serviceable. And, you know, the thing about – the thing that we got to talk about is, like, it was interesting. So, when Casey gets knocked out of the game – it was very interesting that Smothers comes in in the first half. Yeah. And Mickey was asked about it after the game. Mickey said, we went with Smothers initially because we thought we were going to run the quarterback, run some option. And then in the second half, we felt like we we're going to have to throw the ball. So we went with Purdy. Yeah. Now, what's hard is you watch Purdy throw the ball and you go, man, that's your that's the arm guy. He, he, he was so off on his throws. I mean, he was. He wasn't even close no. with most of his throws. I no. mean, it was, I was like, what, well, what's even, going on? Even there was one, they ran the, I love the play where they have the uh, the play action and brewing tinner that you bring a tight end across the formation, like over the yeah, like over the front of the formation, yeah. little drop down to him. And Purdy threw such a soft, slow, behind yeah. Brewington pass that it allowed for the safety, I believe, yeah. to come down and hit Brewington at the line of scrimmage and stop him. Like the pretty looks like it was like a third. It was a third and short. And it was like, if you just put it out, I mean, it couldn't have been more than a five yard throw. Yeah. And he, and he like, it was pretty had a weird, it almost looked like his shoulder. Like he, it was like a, it it had no, uh, it was like a shot put. It was, it didn't have a lot of like the mechanics looked off, but I I mean, I I totally understand why they put in smothers. I think I was in my own head. Like I was glad to see smothers come in because let's rewind. Was that Rutgers that heard was it Rutgers or Indiana that Purdy came in and it, it's about the sack the fumble, sack it was fumble. Indiana that's Indiana okay so that's yeah. Indiana um I I think that's probably why I was relieved to see Smothers in the sense of like okay I know we're gonna get some QB run game right and it's safer that's why I like it right now is it's safer uh than right than bringing Purdy in right and telling him go figure it out and we're gonna throw it a lot like uh, he's not there yet. Like, no, he's not that guy. Casey Thompson, you can kind of do that with somewhat because 
he'll miss a couple throws, but he makes a couple really good throws. Yes. And Purdy hasn't shown me he's that guy yet. So I don't want to do that with Purdy until like it's obvious that he can do it. And right now, it's not obvious. So we got to play a safer game. I mean, we're we're not down three score. We were only down a, you know 10, 11 points. Right. Like we it wasn't gotta, yeah. Like we gotta that, that's be where, smarter than than that. that just, that's where I was surprised I to hear, you know, the rationale. Now, again, when you watch it, you kind of understand it to a certain extent, but like I was surprised that they they, you know, the whole thing in uh Mickey's rationale of we went with party because we were not going to have to throw the ball like that. That's almost to insinuate you were down by like 28 points or something like that. Yeah. It was 20 to nine. Like, and so I, w- I was very surprised but, but Whip to, wants to throw the ball. But Whip want, Again, that goes back to what we're talking about. This mentality. He, I just don't think Whipple has any interest in running the football. Whip, Whipple is, He's like an offensive coordinator's offensive coordinator, which means like I my job is to score points and get yards. Like head coach, you worry about managing the game. He doesn't really want to manage the game. And right. so that's fine. But I'm just saying right now with the way we're playing, it doesn't it's gonna work half the time and half the time it's gonna kill you. Yes. And I'm just even, you know, Nick Bob brings everything back to basketball, but like to me, Whipple reminds me of that coach in basketball that his offense is a bunch of super sweet set plays to get like open shot, you know, like, and it's like set plays aren't an offense. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like scheming, you, you have to have things you're establishing and general kind of principal things that you're, you, you do that, that, that allow you to just kind of flow into points. And like, I just, Again, his his offense right now is he wants to air it out and scheme bombs. Whether it doesn't matter who's at quarterback, and so I was I was surprised after Purdy threw the one pick in the second half that they didn't come back with Smothers, yeah. but they kept going back with Purdy. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Uh, but, man, it's, you know, you, you think about what this offense is going to look like now. If Casey's out for a while... Oh man, Casey's out, man. It is. It's going to be a long couple of games because, well, here's what's hard. It's like Smothers last year played pretty well against Wisconsin, if you remember that. And Iowa, well, no, against Iowa, yeah, yeah against yeah. against Iowa. I mean, yeah. And um, besides our special teams gaff, you know, yeah, they were going to win the game. They were up twenty to six, I think. In yeah, the, like halfway through the third quarter. I think you're going to have to consider Smothers. And a little bit more run focused 
offense. That's, what I, that's kind of where uh, I'm at. You're going to have to look hard at that if you're Mickey and say, Whip, I know you want to throw the rock, but dog, like we got to win games and the, the best, what gives us the best chance to win? If you think it's like, we got to like give, get Purdy, you know, some more reps in practice and he'll be the guy. I, you got to trust the coaches that they know better. They see him every day. They right. see Purdy go against Smothers. Like they see, they get it. They get it. But man, I think they're going to have to look hard at that Smothers. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see what they do because man, that was, uh, you but know, you know what? Purdy can run decent. I too. guess that's the thing too, is we act like that's what was so surprising about like Purdy. He moves pretty well. Yeah, Pur- Purdy's not immobile. No, but and, and, I, and I look quicker, at quicker twitch. Yes, I think, but and what's weird is I, based on what I saw, it looked like Smothers had as good of an arm as Purdy did. But again, we don't see practice. This is one thing you and I have always been consistent yeah. with this stuff. Like I get, I have a really hard time with killing coaches for who they're putting into the game because they know, they know, they know. But it was interesting too. Did you? I guess you probably didn't see the television replay. Tom Luganville, the sideline reporter said at halftime that Mickey told him that they were going to go with, they were sticking with Smothers. And then they come out in the second half and it's Purdy. So you wonder if there was some sort of disagreement at halftime. I wonder who wanted to hear. I saw, I saw, to me, it's pretty clear. <laughs> Mickey Whip. probably, Whip, especially we've talked about, like Whip has liked Purdy for a long time and Whip wants to throw the ball. Purdy's Whip's guy, right? Purdy's Whip's guy. Mickey doesn't have a guy. Mickey is, Mickey is trying to win games. Right. And... Uh, yeah, and so like I said, I don't want to put too much on Whip because I think Whip, like I said, he I know I don't want to kill Whip here. He's doing a lot of good things. It's just we're losing games, and our offense has been a true had a horrible as atrocious of a half as I've ever yes, seen. That's so as that's bad as his, it gets. That is his responsibility, right? right? So, um, I just don't know that. Yeah, there's some little disconnect with that. The calling plays with who you got and how that affects the whole game. Yes. You know, that sort of mindset, it's, that's a lot to put on whip because it's hard enough to just call the right play that gets you yards, let alone like, you know, thinking about, well, we're not allowed to have this terrible play happen. You like right. thinking that way. It's a very like negative way to think, but, um, when your team is not, when your defense isn't just good enough to do whatever you want, right. You have to, you have to think deeper about protecting your defense just because right yes. now we're just, we're not quite there. And you have to also be real and we'll see what happens moving forward, but you have to also be real with the ability of your quarterback too. And it really it's as much about the quarterback as is the offensive. I think yeah. the offensive line is struggling so much to just pass protect that it's like the O line quarterback. Let's lump them together. What are their capabilities right now? It's like, build it off that, you yeah. know, like we got running backs. We got receivers, right? right. We got I mean, Paul and guys. Grant and Vokalek are like, those guys are good enough players. Those are like, they're all borderline NFL guys, right? right? So we know we got that, but the O-line quarterback thing, like you got to be able to protect that quarterback and find a way to run the ball. And I just don't know that we're there right now. Uh, it's going to be and interesting, so, man. Because you again, like I said, you got a window into what things look like without Casey, and you got a window into, and we. This is what the fear was out of that Purdue game, was it felt like these Purdue going brain dead in the second half defending Trey Palmer, yeah. and Trey Palmer just having an all time day, put a band aid on the reality of Nebraska's offensive situation where 
you kind of thought to yourself, well, what does this all look like if you're not hitting bombs to Trey Palmer? (laughs) And all of a sudden you found out what it looks like with Trey without that. And you found out what happens without Casey Thompson. And so yeah, the people that have been are not sure. K, I'm like, Casey oh, is for sure the best quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, Casey's done. The, the, I think for the most part, done a pretty dang good job. This I year. completely agree. Um, but man, it's the other thing too, real quick. So what's amazing is even after the Purdy throw against the, uh, against the field pick down 20 to nine in the, at, at, in the red zone in the ensuing Illinois drive, our boy Reimer, it's second yeah. and 22. It's second and 22. Danny DeVito runs a quarterback draw, gets about it was he gets about 15 yards, and Reimer has one of the most brain dead, idiotic late hits. It wasn't even he was he was past the yeah. the white. He was into see, the I, I could I was on the opposite, I was on the west side, so yeah. I couldn't see how far he was oh. in. So but you got to see the the it TV was, he copy. was way off yeah. it and throws him down and almost got. I mean, you throw a quarterback down in the lion's den. I mean, those guys are ready to can oh, kill Luke guy, well, I was looking at one of the linemen almost yes, they were pushed go, him down, yes, it was which I bad. was like in a weird way, hoping so then we get a double flag. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but Luke was like, I mean, it was like he was in no man's land. There, but it was, but. I mean, so it was going to be third and five. And instead, it's a first down and Illinois goes on to drive and make a field goal to make it 23 to nine. So I just want to bring that up, too. It's like these unfortunate moments, Un- unforced errors, unforced errors once again. Uh, that were that were really really frustrating. Do you? Uh, what did you think of the defense? I actually thought for the most part they were okay. So so I'm up there calling. I'm going every third and seven. I'm going third and three. I'm going guys. Mesh route. Mesh route. Mesh route. <laughs> yeah. Pass them off, please. Pass them off. Like sure. you know it's coming. We still I don't think are recognizing quick enough. Yeah. Like. We got some young guys playing a lot of, you know, new guys playing a lot of football this year. And these are the kind of mistakes that young guys make is like a play. An older guy goes, we know what's coming. They, they signal their buddy. Here it comes. We're I'm passing it. We're going to pass it. Right. You make it easy on yourself. They're doing the hard thing. Uh, chase this route. Oh, shoot, pick. Yes. Oh, they're chasing routes, not knowing where the routes are going. Like this is, this is what, less experienced players do in the mistakes they make, right? So mesh routes were a problem. Um, I think our D-line, man, they just didn't get after that guy at all. That's the no. other problem. But for the most part, I mean, help they me. were, they were, that was a performance you can win a game with. Right. You and, and here's win a game with that he, performance. Here's what's hard about the second half is did Bielema, run offense with the parking brake on knowing the situation like th- this game, this Purdy guy, like, so th- it's yeah. hard to be like, well, listen, you know, tw- they only scored six points in the second half, blah, blah, blah. like, but yeah, yeah, but I I'm with you in that. I thought even though Brown goes for 149 yards, it was on 32 carries. I thought they did a pretty good job against the run for the most part. It wasn't great. They're never going to stone anybody against the run. I mean, and especially like, you know, these quick three and outs again, you know, it's for the amount of time they held the ball, the amount of times we were throwing picks and they were running into our, we're like, okay, it was, it was a atrocious offensive day and we gave up 26 points. Like not, not good, right? but not the worst thing in the world. Right. So the D was, Average to below average, 
and the offense was really bad, really bad. Yes. And that's where, I don't know. I mean, our three best players on the team are probably offensive guys. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I and, mean, they and then our boy carried. Tommy Hill brought it five yards deep. Well, Tommy just had been wanting to run one. I mean, that he was, was just, so mad. that was just like it was. I saw him the time before some guy you know, did this, and he was, and like, he was, he was so, like, yeah, he was, he was so, taking. He's he's at five, so when he was at four, he's like, well, I'm only at four, so I'm taking this one. I was like, oh, even though, even though on paper it's not the right decision, and he only he didn't even get it out to the twenty. A part of me. You know what? I've he grown to it. love Tommy Hill and how bad he was. He wa- you know what? I'll give I anybody wanna- credit. <laughs> Returning kicks is scary. Oh, and he wants it bad. And he wants to do it. He wants to run it out, which, you know what? It's a dumb play, but <laughs> I like the guy. I here's I like the guy that goes, I think I can do it. <laughs> I, I like that guy. I, he, <laughs> he wants to score so bad. Yeah. If he if if it was up to him, which it technically is, but if it was up to him, he would bring that bitch out nine yards deep. I, I actually like the guy that wants to bring it out. Nine and yards and deep. you could argue with the way the offense had looked, the only way they were going to be able to score or put like they were going to need something it's like funny that. Funny you said that he he got it and he started taking it out. And I, and, and I wasn't that mad. It's at the it. wrong play. Yeah, but at in the moment when it was happening, I go. Well, the offense isn't doing anything anyway, so just maybe we get some yeah, spark I mean, from this, right? right? So it, it actually may have been worth the risk at the time. I'm Team Tommy Hill. Okay, even, like, even though he starts the season as a corner, and now he's he's, he's returning, he's yeah, returning I mean, kicks, and just irate when he doesn't when he has to touch back. But you know, like it's good to have those guys in your team. The guys that I, think they can do it, I actually like. I mean, I feel like he's just in his in classes, just like writing, like I'm like I want to return one, I want to return one. like Bart Simpson, like like he's just like I want to return it. I'm gonna return. I'm gonna it. work I'm gonna, on my. He's I'm working on his dance right when, now. When I return one, I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm gonna get one. 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 I'm bringing it. I don't care where it's picked. I'm gonna bring it. Now it's like you know he went from plane to like he's got one job now. So he, and I feel like he is if you if you got a hold of his search history. It's probably like Dante Hall. Oh, like it's yeah. just a kickoff return. Devin Hester. Des- Desmond Howard, oh, Devin yeah. Hester, like all these guys. He wants it bad. Good. Though. Somewhere even now, Dewan Gross didn't return kickoffs, but Dewan Gross had a mentality of bring that bitch anywhere. I think Dewan Gross is somewhere he on the couch. He didn't catch ever. Dewan Gross is on the couch like, I don't mind it. I don't mind. You it. actually have to have that to be good. I, I, I'm Team Tommy to Hill. Be good. You gotta be the type that like you don't fair catch in life. I mean, it's absolutely no no room. I I didn't I didn't necessarily mind it, but yeah, because you bring up to back to the 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 rubber. Yeah, that's how they scored that first touchdown. Just mesh rub routes over the middle. Um, you know, Newsom just got. I mean, velcroed somebody. Yeah, and then Ernest Hausman kind of just stopped running. It was a weird play. Yeah. Uh, and then they had the one wheel to the. That man, twins, they both run a slant wheel to yeah. Chase Brown at the goal line. What's supposed to happen there? Like, has Reimer got to read that and get to it? I, because think, he's, I think he's, if they're, because if they're up, in man, that's a tough, see, that's where we're making it harder on ourselves. If like they're scheming us like that, we got to have the, the, the ability to pass it, man. Right. You know, like, so if you're hard. in man, can you commute? Can you, like, how does that work? So if you're in ma- true man with no check out of it, Reimer's got to get to that bitch. You just got to get to it. Which is a hard, hard because they're running slants with picking you. Yes. They're not trying to. And it's catch not just the ball. one, it was twin. It was twins two. running into you. So that's where, you know, that's a scheme thing. You're getting schemed. 
uh, I like always having the ability to pass it. Like when they're in those bunchy type of, I like to just pass it, man. Right. I've been one of those. That's how I like, I always like doing it because I just know it's like, it's easy. First out, first up, first in, like, yep. Figure it out. But, right. um, you know, when you, if you, you're stuck in man, you got to find a way. And so, I mean, it's hard. It's the defense. Well, like you said, the defense wasn't great. The defense didn't get shred like I thought they were. I mean, I, you and I are pretty bad at this in that, like, I, I walked away. I don't want to, like, I, I wasn't blown away by Illinois at all. They're still Illinois. Let's be real. They made it to the top 25 because they're playing really good football. Yeah. I mean, they should be um, undefeated. I don't know how their they. Defense is is way better than they've ever been. That's that's yeah. really the Their offense is whatever. Yeah, like I, mean, I think, I think they're, they're a defensive-led team, and that's, you know, water is wet type of yeah. point. I mean, their defensive stats would would lead you to believe that. But, like, offensively, they're they're just okay. But defensively, their secondary is pretty good, and their D-line is pretty disruptive. They, they got that QB from Syracuse in the transfer port when he's been really good for them because he he's he's crafty he's he's one of those guys he's fast enough that he can pick right. up first downs when he needs he's to. pretty safe to say you know uh this uh, here's here's the guy that so their defensive cordon is ryan walters yeah uh you just remember that name because he's gonna be well some people are thinking he's up some people think he's gonna get the colorado job because he played against you at, at at Colorado and he Colorado's open. So we were thinking he's going to get the Colorado. Job. He seems like an obvious choice there. I mean, he, he did, he it looked like he had a pretty good defense at Missouri. I mean, and he's taken Illinois to be number right. one in the country. Yes. I mean, that's how you get a job like a, on a rocket ship. Yes. And I mean, he, he's, uh, and he's young too. I mean, he, he'll be a hot commodity the next year or two. Um, I did like what they did. They had this safety like 20 yards yeah, back. Yeah, explain that to me. I mean, what? I mean, because so, even on the Ramir wheel route, this guy came out of the picture. It was like, where so was this It was guy almost come? like the guy would start 20 yards deep. Is that the Trey Palmer? So it's almost, here's what I, the way I conceptualized it was. When your quarterback sees 20 yards deep, he kind of has to go, well, they got one high. I'm probably not going down the middle. But their guy would just be watching our quarterback and he was covering ground. Right. So he was kind of not ever seemingly backing up, but like flying forward. And I kept watching this guy. And like he he about picked a few of those yes. where we were trying to throw like kind of at the at the sidelines and he would get all the way over. Like even when Casey would pump away and way and go, he he could see it very clearly. You just don't see that very much. No, it was kind of it was kind of Ed Reed used to do that for the for the Ravens was great at it. And that he'd could, start way back and he would just read the QB's eyes. It also, you got to be pretty good up front when you're doing that. And you also be playing a team that isn't like Nebraska. You would think in theory, well, I guess like I wonder how many people they had in the box if that's the case. It kind of was like it was this guy it was, was like super a press deep, and then, everybody was pressed right from there. So right. it, it was, was like they did a good job because it, 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 I think it made it was it made us. We like it when we can attack the deep middle. I think our deep posts have been one of our like the right. things that Trey yeah, does true, probably best. That's, that's Trey's best route, deep post. Um, and you put one guy back there, and it's just like he's like he, he's already deep. So you're kind of like it, you 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 feel like well that route's not there, but I think you still have to run the route at him. Yeah. to bring somebody else open. It was like they employed Mike from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. They're like I got a guy. I, He's a guy, deep safety guy. My guy's on it. He's got eyes. <laughs> I got a guy. I got That's a guy. A good mic. <sighs> He's got eyes on our guy. If Salamanca moves, 
Salamanca being Palmer. The guy. <laughs> the guy. He's deep. The guy's deep. He's There's only going to watch Salamanca's eyes. My guy on it. I told right. him Salamanca's eyes. You watch his eyes. <laughs> go where he goes. I got a guy. Trey Palmer's not going to be a problem. <laughs> Trey Palmer. Listen, Brett. Trey Palmer's not going to be a problem. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> That's pretty much what this guy was. But uh, I got a guy. That's a great. I mic. got a guy. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to line up 25 yards off the ball. When Trey Palmer moves, you move. Capiche? Good. You got me. If anybody asks you why you're back here, you don't say nothing. You don't tell them nothing. You're just here checking out the situation. <laughs> You don't work here. You don't work for Illinois. You're just a deep safety. You don't know Brett Bailama. You don't know anybody. You're just a guy. You understand? If you got a problem with that, I'll let Gus know. <laughs> okay. Um, fallout from the game. Um, overreactions from the game. Um, what did that loss do to the Mickey Joseph bandwagon um pursuit of the job we've talked about this a ton i confess to you that it's i'm in a tough place where it's like it's hard to really get a sense for these games and how they necessarily equate to where mickey's at good or bad um the nick bob podcast is powered by runza you know there are a lot of ways to to greet someone hey hi hello what's up another way is what's popping well Here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. For me, the prevailing emotion watching that game and then listening to a few call-in shows and I, I had to go grab dinner for the fam and I was listening to some call-in shows was there was like an air of sadness. Yeah. And I, my read on that is both from how I feel to a certain extent and then the read from fans is it feels like with that loss, the season is officially over in like the West Division, no more. Getting yeah. to a bowl game is going to be like, I mean, get it, it seems bleak, especially with Casey Thompson's situation and all that. Yeah. And then subsequently due to that it feels like mickey joseph's prospects and chances of being the guy took a major hit so it was like everybody is like you know everybody was driving down the road chanting you know mickey rules mickey rules and then it was like a doyle's van hitting the the banana and going <laughs> off the you know like that's what it felt like everybody was feeling good coming into the game about hey this yeah. team's now they got two in a row They're, the west division is still up for grabs you, mickey might still be the guy and it felt like with that loss like all that stuff got hurt dramatically 
it's, it's this is such a weird it's such a weird scenario the the mickey thing has been so weird because like it, it wasn't it just like came to life out of nowhere like immediately like it started happening um we knew this was going to be a big week for him. I mean, this is a uh, this is this was the like week. These two weeks, yeah. I mean, Illinois, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Oklahoma was a big was a big week, and this was a big week because there were like there was this fan support for Mickey that was it's real. It's a real thing. You said it's like it's they want it. It's mm-hmm. desire. They want it to be Mickey, and this week would have really i mean they did the big 10 thing i mean you sent me the big 10 video the journey thing i i mean that's like that's like marketing coming behind you like the big 10's thinking man this is might be the guy so let's let's get on well and you would think trev has to okay that too you know got to he's got to um so yeah it's definitely a um it it was a it's a big hit to the bank it just feels like a big hit. hit to the I don't know what a bandwagon might not be the right word, but just like the hype, the, the momentum the, yeah. for Mickey and the momentum with the season feels like it really took a hit. Well, we were talking about the momentum for Mickey was getting to the point where Trev was going to like, it was becoming, I think hard for Trev. It would have become hard for Trev to like, to go with somebody else. If yeah. he kept winning, like he was, you know, and, and if the momentum kept going, right. It made going with anybody else hard to almost impossible. Um, and now I think it's back to just like, well, now we just don't know. Yeah. It kind of feels like it went from like, I feel Mickey, like it was, Mickey's, it was, like, was Mickey, the front runner to now it's like, well, and, but see, this is what I was also thinking of. Like, but then I'm guilty of what of our, I ripped on I, uh, the other day. Yeah, What'd you rip on? Of being like overreactive to these games, to the good or to the bad. But I for, think that's like, probably true. Like, there's another part of me that thinks, like, if you're getting to see things about Mickey behind the scenes that are incredible, right? That you go, forget what's going on with with the just W's and L's. Like, I'm seeing something. Like, that's also valuable to learn right for now sure. too. And that's what we don't but know. We don't know. We, and don't we don't know. For all we know, Bo, Dave Aranda's locked and loaded and it's just like a secret and t- like it's for done. all our Matt rules you got like we that's yeah. the thing that's so hard about this. We have no idea. We don't know. Um all But I tell you what, Trev's running a t- I got a tip your captain Trev. He's running a t- there is zero leaks over there. Yeah. You're not hearing a peep in a world of unnamed sources. And I heard this and reports on this on that. You're hearing nothing. I mean, we've, we've seen the, the last rounds of coaching, like, and it seems like there's always oh, every yeah. leak in the right. book. Yeah. But this, yeah, I haven't heard. No, you haven't anything. heard a damn thing. And I so haven't. it just feels like it, that, that my wrong, like it just feels like that game. It like all of a sudden West division hopes, forget about it. Uh, yeah. getting to six wins feels like whew, you, you got to win three of your last four against Minnesota, yeah. Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. Like, but see, but see, now, now it's where you know, yeah, if you win, like, let's say he wins three of these next four, like, I think the fans are going to be just cranked up for Mickey again. I think they would crank up. The problem for Mickey now is that he. He needed to make it obvious by probably after next week. Yeah, that's why I felt like these two weeks. That's why it was so important. It's a huge. That's where it just felt like as the clock struck zero in Memorial Stadium, 
for me, it just was like that was I'm not so I wonder if that was Mickey's big moment there. So, so the, and this is this is a from the in the stadium perspective. I think we punted the ball with was it 10 minutes to go? Fourth yep. and three, and we punted it on our own, maybe 30 something. And I feel like people started getting up and leaving after that punt. And the punt to me was now tell me if I'm wrong. Down down 26, I think was 26 it 26 to, to nine? nine. So we're down 17. We're down three scores. Don't we have to go for it there? I don't know. This is where yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to this I'm, is no man's land. With eight minutes, you probably go. With 10 minutes down three scores, do you go for it fourth and three in your own 30? I don't know the answer. I don't just, either. I, I was back and forth, and I'm still back and forth. I go, if you're a football coach, is that conceding the game in some ways? Is not, that almost it's like not? It's still it can be strategy, but do you uh, do you give yourself a better chance to win? Obviously, by going for it there, right? Like it ends yeah, the I, game. Probably if you lose it, if you don't get it, right? But is there enough time down three scores? that the NFL would probably punt. But in college, don't you got to... Fourth and two, fourth and two at the Nebraska 26. 26. Down 23 to nine. 23 to nine. And, and there was a minute left in the third quarter. Oh, so it was only the third. That's quarter? right. I'm looking at the play-by-play of things. That's what I think that's probably what you're talking I about. Because then, because then the next, the next uh, I offensive possession was, was Anthony Grant just refusing to go down he i was, thought it was the fourth now i don't feel, i i swear it was the fourth because then in the fourth quarter the the possessions were the fumble from grant then there was a fourth no there was a okay there was a fourth and five at the it. 25 with nine and a half minutes to go that's the one and bushini punts the ball that's the, so that's one nine and a half yep you're right my fault so that's the one, and that's the one where people left after it, Nick. So so that's where I go nine and a half minutes. I think anything under eight, you're going for it. The question is between seven and a half and nine and a half. Is that enough where you're down three scores, you got to go there? Or is that stupid? Is it stupid to not punt it there and say, it's get so a stop hard. score, get you know a stop score? You know like, what's so hard is like, what's so hard for me to answer that question is I had so little confidence in the offense that like, that's 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 what I'm, that's why I'm asking. Well, I know, but like at some point, you know, would you rather? Is it that much better to lose twenty six to nine or lose, you know, thirty three to nine? Or See, thir- like, so I guess for me, it's it's. I'd rather only, try to win. I only think of what's my way to win. Like yeah. uh, lose by fifty, or do you try to win? You know, like or you don't try to win, and uh, and you just make the score look better. I would. I never want to play like. That. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so I want to like. If there's a chance to win, right? We got to take it. And I go. I don't know that that was the only way to do it. But I feel like isn't the odds better that we got to go there? Well, for, if you're going to win the game, probably. I mean, you probably yeah. got to go. Right. Because they go, man, three scores, not two. Right. It's twenty-six to nine. I think with three, I think you got to go there. I agree. I. But it just. So was the was there a. Am I am I right on my read on like the you vibe said, from the fans? So that's like, what I felt like. That, I that, like that, we, so when that punted it, you felt like everybody was just like, 
they had all <sighs> dreamed that we're going to win. Right. And Mickey's going to solve the puzzle. And I feel like they all realized, oh, we got out of, we, we got unrealistic with what was happening. Like, we're not there yet. Right. Um, I don't know that that means Mickey's not the guy. It just means that it's made it less clear that Mickey's the guy. Yeah. I, it's it's what it feels like to me. I mean, I I don't want to sit here and say like Mickey, it's over for Mickey. It's certainly not. It's not. There's still there's still games left. There's still opportunities left. And again, like we've like what you brought up is maybe Trev is seeing things behind the scenes that he's like, this is the guy. We don't know that. And in some ways, this needs to be this decision needs to be rooted in maybe that, maybe more so than even what's not to say these games don't matter, but like the process. You're hiring somebody because of like the process of how they do things. Yeah, and. Especially when this isn't Mickey's program, you know? And that's, it's like, who can bring in the best players, build the best culture, win the most games long-term? That's who you're hiring. It's not just who has the most head coaching experience or uh, who won the most games this year. And that's where guys like Matt Campbell struggle. Lance Leipold's lost three in a row. So, like, all of a sudden, Matt Campbell's the guy where I I was talking to some of my, my buddies at work, and they're like, no, there's no way you guys can get Matt Campbell. And now it's like, seemingly, it seems easier to get Matt Campbell. But like now people are questioning whether Matt Campbell's a I, good coach. Now that he's lost five in a row. And again, I ripped on this a couple of days ago of like, you know, again, Matt Campbell, when you look at the the, the totality of his resume, yeah, you want to isolate these five games here. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. But you 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 got to be able to see you either believe in him or you don't like yes sometimes you can do like the 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 thing that that we all sign up with with this thing we call sports is you can do the right things and still not win yeah like that's how it works like you you can do everything right you can prepare right you can work hard you can act, you can do all these things and still lose yeah then you go play Alabama and you're not beaten you're not <laughs> no, beaten like, you know like you're uh, you're you still lose and so but you're right like all of a sudden. Now the Matt Campbell thing seems like I don't know. Well, Leipold lost a handful of games. He seems like now Chris Kleiman feels like he's Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. They just beat Okie State forty-eight nothing with their backup quarterback. I'll tell you what, Kleiman is Kleiman. I mean, you Kleiman, that he's, boy. Kleiman is climbing he the is ladder. Climbing the ladder here, but really? so I, you, you know, you brought up. I wanted to ask this question to you because you brought up that BTN journey thing, and I sent it to you. That, so people haven't seen it. It's a three-minute piece on. It's really like all about Mickey. Mickey. It is Mickey. It's a Mickey. Uh, what word did you use? A, a Mickey hype video. Hype video. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's like a Mickey hype video. Yeah. And the other thing that's happening is so Ross Dellinger of SI.com of Sports Illustrated. Ross Dellinger was a beat reporter at LSU in 2018 or whatever, and he developed a relationship with Mickey Joseph. He is doing, he's been in Lincoln for the past week or so, a little over a week. He's been sitting in on staff meetings. He's doing a behind the scenes, all access piece on Mickey Joseph that was supposed to drop on Friday, but it's got pushed to Monday. So it's coming out as people are listening to this. So probably be able to read it on SI.com. This is an all access piece on Mickey Joseph that let's be honest, this is probably going to be just a pump up piece on Mickey Joseph and everything that he's doing. And I, I bring that up because we kind of text about it. It's just an interesting, I, without knowing the contractual stuff, I don't know if there's a, in the contract, there's some sort of thing between the Big Ten Network and the schools on like, you have to allow us access to, for our journey series 
or or and not that, and that may be that might be and that, that i mean every and school i think is on the journey yeah. and all that stuff that so that might be the case but i also know that none of this stuff whether it's this ross dellinger piece behind the scenes on mickey joseph or this journey thing that's all about mickey joseph all you would think all this stuff has to get okayed by trev alberts yeah and it's just an interesting situation where like i watched that you had the same reaction i did like i watched that journey piece and my main reaction was like whoa trev you are if you don't if you're not sure that mickey's the guy like you're making it all this is going to do is make it harder for you to not hire him but it's also this i think that's one that's right uh but two I mean, Mickey is a guy that may come back. Yes, as a not head coach, which is still, it's like it's a good thing to pump yeah, up to Mickey, up. I guess. But and it makes the program look good. Right. I do but, think, though, like I said, if if Mickey has that and then wins against Illinois, like it, it gets really, the fans are in a frenzy. Then, like they would have been in a frenzy for Mickey if we beat Illinois. Now that we haven't beat him, it's sort of like come back down to earth, and we're kind of back in right. no man's land right now. So, um. <laughs> It's I just, just it, it it it's just such a muddled moment because there's no outside candidates that are obvious, right? And That's the the, so, the perceived yeah. obvious ones have started to struggle a little bit. Yes, and like I, I just look at, and again, I'm I mean, I'm probably conjuring up trouble and all those things. I'm just looking at this from Trev Albert's perspective and like, give it what gives him the the like the. Just make this decision. It's already a ridiculously hard one. Don't do anything so to make hard. it harder on yourself. So hard. And you're a parent. I'm a parent. Like, I almost look at this as like, sometimes Maeve and I like to go to, we go to Barnes and Noble and we just hang out. There's a kid's section. You read books. They have stuffed animals and all this stuff. And Maeve always asks me if she can buy a stuffed animal. And I always tell her no, because we have 58,000 stuffed animals. But sometimes I'm like, you can play with it while we're here. Yeah, but then you gotta you gotta put it back before we leave. As a parent, you're almost better off not even letting them play with it because yeah. it's gonna make it harder for you in the exit point when they have to put the toy down. Don't, to me, that analogy. Don't let the fans. Don't let the plants their hands play with Mickey. the Mickey Joseph stuffed animal because Trev, all that's gonna do when it comes time to if you have to exit the Barnes and Noble coaching search and you're not hiring Mickey, this stuff is gonna make it harder for you to not hire him potentially. Well, well, if there's one thing that's good that came from the loss is it. I think it gives Trev more breathing room I to totally make agree. the right decision. Which it still might be Mickey. And it might be Mickey Joseph. Right. But the problem is, like, and I don't know what Trev's saying, but if Trev has done his diligence and he's like, I got the guy that's the guy, and Mickey has the video, beats Illinois, beats Minnesota, Beats, it's like the fans are going to then start questioning anybody that's not Mickey Joseph. That's exactly. And you're going to be held to like a a, a way uh, higher level of scrutiny as the athletic director making the hire. So I actually I don't think it's good. I'm just saying I think Trev is going to go. He's going to make the clear eyed decision. This helps him make that decision Agreed. more clear eyed. And it might be Mickey Joseph. It just needs to be the guy that can build a program, can recruit, bring in players that, that are winners here. Right. That's what we got to find. Um, 
And that's what Trev's got to do. I don't know where he's at in that journey. I know. And here's the thing. I want to make it clear. You would think by me, what I'm saying here, you think I'm like anti-Mickey Joseph. I'm not anti-Mickey Joseph at all. I'm I'm just looking at this from the perspective of I know how the fans are feeling about Mickey. And I know how yeah. fans react to these types of, types of things. And so for me, I'm just I'm like, man, Trev is making this. This is already a monumental, <laughs> really hard decision. And to me, these kinds of things make it harder. Because and it's, so it's like build it's it's hyping it's hi, you are hyping yeah. this BTN journey piece this Ross Dellinger SI peach are going to do nothing but hype Mickey Joseph as the answer to Nebraska football's problems yeah I, I'm and you just that's it I mean even if you're a, a candidate let's say you're a candidate not named Dave Aranda you might watch that BTN journey piece or read this SI piece that I don't know what it's going to all going to like. Yeah. And you then can get a feel for what the fans are feeling. You look at that and go, hmm, man, these guys, these, these, these people, these people really like Mickey. Yeah. I mean, and so I don't know. I'm just like, I, you better be confident. You better be that. confident yeah. if that's the case. I just was very, Mickey, when I, Mickey's confident. Yes. Well, I mean, Mickey says in the piece, he's like, the, he, like he basically, like, I got a plan. I, I, like, you got to have a plan and I got a plan. I like that too. I like that he, so do he's I. confident about what himself and what he can do. And that's what you want in a coach. So that's where, if you're going to come in here and have Mickey and your staff, you better be that kind of confident too. Just was, it just was interesting. It's just, man, it's this thing week to week, boy. And now, oh, by the way, uh, you look at it, Minnesota seemed like they ate their Wheaties because they beat Rutgers 31 to nothing. Mm -hmm. They held Rutgers to 134 total yards. So here come the Gophers. All of a sudden, they went to Cross Lake, Minnesota and and rejuvenated themselves. Bathed in the waters. That's all you need. So, and now Minnesota comes to to town. Um, Man, this is just this this week-to-week roller coaster of like what's going to happen with this search and the situation is just fascinating anything we're missing um, look at us being tight about an hour into this thing that's pretty good look at us bad. we're not we're not dragging here you even did my mic impression you know who we didn't uh, actually give uh, a proper shout out to oh yeah our boy oh you're talking about Chancellor Burlington did somebody say screen pass how about that not even by the goal line I will run your little screen pass if it gets us Behind the goal line. Jeez. <laughs> Gas up the limo. Meet me at the goal line. I got a screen pass to run. Thank you. I know. What is wrong? Like, I laughed when Vokalek, I, I chuckled inside and Vokalek caught it and is running for a touchdown just because I thought, like, in my head, I'm doing my Vokalek. I know. And then Brewington, when he catches the screen and he's running, I'm doing my Brewington. It's I think just, I get more excited for Brewington than even Vokalek. Uh, Vokalek, I was just going, Vokalek, yeah. Vokalek. I get very excited for Chase. But those are, I mean, any of the guy, even I mean, the Ultimate Warrior, has sack, yes. and I was just, I was. Those are I our was, guys. Our I was guys shaking the ropes. Our guys are Palmer, Garrett Nelson. Gotta go. Gotta shake go. The ropes. Shake Garrett. The Ultimate Warrior. Shake the ropes. Chancellor Brewington. Bring him around the car. Around. Gonna go on the goal line. And then Vokalek. Vokalek. Yeah. Those are our guys. Who else do we? Well, we had Nate Boa Constrictor, but that's Nate not really Nate Boa a... Constrictor, uh, the BB Brothers uh, <laughs> on the offensive <laughs> Teddy Pena ass down. Teddy Pena ass down got He's hurt, out, which is unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, that's too bad. Um, we used it? to have O'Doyle. O'Doyle was fantastic. O'Doyle was great. Uh, if you are, <laughs> if you're a, a big guy and you get pushed down by a little guy, you just got <laughs> got Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> Never let Carlton, Never let Carlton to, throw yeah. you around. Oh, so I, I, I mean, do feel like we got to create it. We got to create something for Tommy Hill and his desire to 
to return a kickoff. Yeah, if that guy out. returns a kickoff he's for a touchdown, potential. he's got potential. We have to get his address. So let's write him like a le- let's write him a letter, like a congratulate. Like I want Tommy Hill for no reason to open up a letter from Nick Bonboru that says congratulations. I know you've really been wanting to return one. You finally got it. Sincerely, Nick and Bo. Yeah, I. I there's nothing better when somebody just like can. I, can I don't know how when it happens. Feel. You can feel there. They become a character. We yes. need to let them become a character. We can't force we'll it. We'll see what happens. But I will promise you, if if Tommy Hill gets an opportunity to bring one, as both sneezes twice, this is great. If, if Tommy Hill gets an opportunity to bring one against Minnesota, he's bringing that bitch out, He'll bring which it. I kind of like. All right. Well, look at us. I mean, we are efficient. When did we get this tight? When did we get so efficient tight with that with this time? stuff? Okay. Um, I'll, see you, I'll see you this week when we get our wine pod game right, okay? It's three days. We'll be there. We'll be there.